The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to Rossi Talks. I'm sitting here with uh, John DiGregorio for Movie Lovers Unite. From Movie Lovers Unite, we're on Movie Lovers Unite. Anyways, guys, so we're going to talk about Let the Right One In, episodes eight and nine. So let's get into this show. What's up, everyone? So tonight we are going to review uh, Let the Right One In. We're on episodes eight and nine, guys, and... Wow, it's so freaking good. So uh, John's um, hanging out with us tonight. So John, tell me your impressions of episode eight. Okay, so episode eight left us off right where episode seven was, but we didn't have a clue at that time that he was actually confessing to the priest. So right. in that site, I actually had in my notes, which I memorized, don't ask me how, whenever I was sick for a couple of days. <laughs> but what I had was this, it was like as if, the priest, he was confessing to the priest, right? But it would look like he was also confessing to us as the audience of everything that he's been through, right. asking us to forgive him as he was going to ask the priest to forgive him. Right. And the priest is also laying down the groundwork. Look, man, you've killed a lot of people. There's no right. way that God is going to forgive you unless you repent from that right. and you go ahead and stop killing people. Well, I cannot do that. Well, then you're going to go to hell right. if you don't. Because, right. well, she's my daughter. Then it comes to the whole entire balance of the guilt and shame that the mother laid up on him, yes. on the father, to, to do this and to lay that promise. And so you're like, well, damn, he's damned if he don't, if damned if he don't. You know, so it's like, what do, we, what do I do? Right. Um, and, you know, uh, watching this also, guys, we realized that Mark's biggest deal with the whole priest thing is it's to save um, Ellie's soul. That's what he's concerned about. It's saving her soul, not so much his, but her soul. And throughout the show, you'll, you know, when you see Mark, um, have conversations with this priest, uh, you'll find out that, um, the priest is trying to get him to see Ellie for who she is, uh, as he says, the monster that she is and to save his own soul and let Ellie worry about that herself because as we found out, Ellie, if she were not um, infected, she would be 22 years old, about 21 to 22 years old. So um, so we, we, we learn about that throughout this episode. So this is really about for Mark saving his daughter's soul. So um, um, we also find out that um, we have Naomi and her partner, um, get some leads and they end up heading out to the mansion, Claire's house, 
because they find out that the drug that the people are taking to give them that superhuman strength like Ellie naturally has because she's been infected, um, that it's on the streets. And they show up at finally at the mansion because, you know, obviously that the pharmaceutical company's name is all over this because the, the users has, have found a way to use this drug and mix it with other drugs. So, yes. So my thing going into this, though, too, is there was two times that this thing was brought out with water. Did yeah. You, okay, tell me about like, that. Okay, first off, you wind up having this one little thing where the detective is talking. Well, first it goes over to the to Peter and Claire, right? Yes. And yes. they're talking about water. And then it goes into another scene where the detective's like, well, we got to go in and pack our bags. It's going to be a long drive. We have right. to guess. And then all of a sudden, you wind up seeing water in the back of their car. Very true. So I'm like, okay, what's the deal with the water? Unless they're thinking if this is going to be something foreshadowing with holy water or something to that effect later on. Right, right. So, um, you know, yeah. I'm just thinking for the uh, last episode. Right. But, you know, what I liked about this was how it's linked up to everything on the streets whenever you wind up seeing this being played out. Right. And then you wind up finding out that, you know, well, she, I like how she downplays it where she winds up, well, the detective goes on ahead and asks the question. So you do know that your drugs out on the, out on the street, no, that's my dad's drug. Right. And I'm not responsible for whatever that happened that's been pirated over the Europeans and stuff like that because I'm not involved in that. And also, too, I wasn't even that close to my dad. And, I, right. and then the detective, I like how she calls her out on her own BS, though, too. <laughs> She's like, wait, you're you're not that close to your dad, but yet he left you his mansion. Right. So how are you not close to him if he left you that? Right. Next time, and then you know that she's full of crap because then she winds up saying, well, next time that you come to my house, I want to have an attorney. Uh, you're going to involve my attorney. So yes. therefore, it shows that she's guilty. But I think that it is not pirate. I think that everything that's going on is within her own drug in her own house. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, because we we know by this point that, you know, Claire is in business uh, with Matthew to save the house. So remember, Claire had to go ahead and start making her own drugs so that she can save the house. Because remember, the drugs that she has, um, it takes the pain away from um, when she has to experiment on like the, the chimpanzees. And remember, right. the more pain that she inflicts on them, this drug that she's invented they actually get pleasure out of it. So she's not hurting them. And another thing that we find out in this episode when it starts is um, we see more about the the, the guy, Chris, um, who uh, Claire is using to experiment on. And if you guys remember, uh, Chris is the, the kid that Claire wanted Peter to turn into a vampire because it's to a point to where she can't just experiment on these chimpanzees anymore. She needs to do this um, with, the, with humans. the humans. So Chris, and we know Chris's name because, you know, Peter is just, it, 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 we're finding out that Peter's just a sweetheart. He's an actual loving kid and he doesn't want anyone to get hurt. So he ends up, you know, um, gaining a, a, an attachment to um, Chris. So that's how we know this guy's name is Chris, which becomes right. a problem for this whole situation because you know, Chris may not be around, you know, and he's only there to be experimented on. John, go ahead. 
Right, because when you turn someone, they're linked up together so as one body, because that even goes into the whole entire thing with the interview with the vampire, where you have that whole entire bond with your maker. Right. And then the maker teaches you how to hunt and how to do stuff. Right. So, you know, they're like, you cannot kill him. He's right. basically his son, even though he's even though he's a kid himself. So you cannot kill him. Right. And she's like, look, I have to kill him because of the fact that this is just an experimentation. Because it's an experimentation, he's got to go, especially after knowing who we, who we are and what we're doing. Right. Stuff like that. This person cannot be out on the streets or anything. And, and she assumed right. that Peter knew this. You know, she assumed that he knew the process that she would have to take. And um, and Peter didn't. He didn't know that that Chris. He thought that Chris will be Claire will be able to save him and give him the cure and do all that. And remember, Claire's you know doing all this brain surgery, and she's not a surgeon. She's a scientist. So you know we're just experimenting at this point. And eventually, later on in this episode, you know it it goes just all hell breaks loose. And I have to say, this episode is is. It's such an awesome episode leading up to episode nine and then the last episode because a lot gets unpacked in this episode. It does. Um, yes. Go ahead, John. John. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just geeked out over the science part of it, though, too. <laughs> yes. Because because it goes into the scientific part of the brain as to what it's like for someone that is born into this world as a vampire right. and how they're connected. Because right. remember, she said this scar, the scar tissue or whatever that's inside the brain is actually right. the same formation that's actually within you. So therefore, right. if you hurt, they hurt. Anything right. you feel in touch, they can feel in touch as well. Right. So I like the science behind it because it actually breaks down the lore of the vampire lore. Absolutely. Stuff in a wanna, scientific way, and it makes sense. And I want to discuss that, what John's talking about. I actually to, um, took notes on this. Um, what it is, it's the um, polymorphism um, mm -hmm. um, uh, glitches and in the little random sequences of the genome. So we find out that it actually is identical. Chris and um, Peter's gen genome is actually um, identical. And that's what Claire needed and what we're looking for. So the science of it was very interesting to where I wanted to jot that down so that we understand what that is. And so that's a huge breakthrough for uh, Claire. Um, on the other hand, as Claire's dealing with that, we have, um, as Naomi's going out and you know going and as, as John says, has this exchange with Claire, Mark is getting ready because he and Naomi are going on a date. And one thing we failed to mention last time, John, was we never talked about the kiss. Oh, yeah. I forgot about we the kiss. We never thing. talked about the kiss. What did you think? I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but what did you think in, I think that was episode uh, seven, where we got to see the kiss? Right. When I saw the kiss, I was like, okay, is this guy really into her like he is? Right. Or is this halfway in and halfway out kind of thing? Is like, well, I'm going to use her to my advantage. Right. As, because we talked about that, too. We talked about how Mark was basically using her yes. for his advantage. And even his own daughter calls him out in this whole episode right. too. Right. And she's actually thinking the same way that I was thinking. Right. So I'm like, okay, this show is smart. This show is actually thinking the same things that I'm Absolutely. thinking. Absolutely. Right. Because and, we know that. I mean, right. she's a, she's a detective. I mean, she's working a case that 
eventually is going to intertwine with what Mark has been doing in his past. So I, you know, we know that he's trying to keep up with it, but I too was thinking the same thing, you know, I think he really likes her. I mean, I, I really do, I think so but too. I think, you know, it, it's a real like there. And Ellie's, you know, um, bothered, as John said, by this because Ellie loves Naomi and she loves Isaiah, but she loves Naomi as like a mom because mm -hmm. she doesn't have that. And I love how in the beginning of this episode, they show, you know, when um, Isaiah snuck Ellie in and Ellie comes out of the room and you know she has this this nice little bonding moment between her and naomi which ellie needed really bad because she needs that female that mother mm -hmm. you know in her life and she really clings to to um naomi to the point to where naomi hosts um she teaches a self-defense class and invites ellie to go with her to that class right, and right I, Oh yeah. After what was that? That was a uh, before the date or after the date? Yeah, it was gonna be after the date because yes. remember, she was asking. I think Mark or was the um was asking her out, and so therefore they decided to go on ahead and go, you know, be um before the whole entire uh, deal. Right. Training. Right. So right. I definitely love the date. I like how simplistic it was. Yes. It's like a simple burger joint and right. bar. And how right. I like how the settlement of, you know, these chefs going out to this bar to eat a hamburger right. after right. cooking all this fancy food. They right. just want something so simple and just to bond with each other. Absolutely. And then it was like him, in a sense, welcoming her into his life and wanting her to to basically be part of that right atmosphere Absolutely. yeah i love that little date i loved how simplistic it it was um i remember just side note you know um chefs do that you know i remember andrew bourdain was doing a show and as they were following him he too said that he goes to this little simplistic little restaurant and they all meet up at this little place, I think it was like a Chinese restaurant that they all meet up at and have something to eat. So I love how realistic that was because chefs do that. And I love that it was just a regular burger joint. He and Naomi getting their hands dirty, eating these awesome burgers. But the the conversation that they have, because Mark is really slick, you know, mm -hmm. and he's trying to figure out a way to talk to Naomi about the case that she's dealing with. Because remember, she's very stressed out about this and has gotten comfortable with um sharing little bits of you know uh information with mark and so that helped him with his lead to find out more about claire right and this also gives the confrontation between his daughter later on yes. and stuff like that too but okay this mark is dumb i'm sorry he's <laughs> what? not as slick what? What? he's not as slick as he thinks he is he thinks he's <laughs> slick but he's not really slick right because of the fact okay the girl here naomi she got in trouble for showing a clip or a picture to uh, to claire right and that's where she shut the door in her face and right. also freaked out the um the partner so then she winds up telling him yeah i freaked out some rich girl over it over on the right. man oh really so i mean what was this rich girl like you know and then she gives her the it gives him the background of her, who she is and everything, and then all of a sudden it just clicks with Mark, and she's oh, okay. So was this uh, Doctor So and So? Yeah, it was. It was him. 
Right. And then he right. realized, oh, I went to that mansion. Yes. And the other thing that's linked to this, because we were wondering too, was her brother, um, the one who turned Ellie. Now it turns out that something ancient also bit the bro her brother. That's so therefore, right. That's right. So therefore, that ends that conclusion of the fact that her brother do this to her. So now we can actually say it's some it's like an older vampire that bit the both. Yes. Right. Which which we have not experienced. We have not seen in the in the show at all. But we find out that it was an ancient vampire that bit uh, Peter. And so he and Ellie are in the same situation because before we thought, you know, that Peter bit Ellie or the guy that was at the when they were stargazing, that it was because remember, he was the last one seen with them. And we believe, I believe that that's who was up in the tree. So is this guy who was at the stargazing um, event, is he an ancient vampire or was he just one of the users? So that's something that we'll, mm. we'll, we'll find out because now they throwed another curve in there with an ancient vampire. So knowing who was with Ellie and Peter that night, who is that guy? you know you know was he up in the tree that that attacked ellie you know so more questions um to be um answered and they have to give us but so far we don't know who that ancient vampire is but it's pretty awesome to know that there is someone else out there that's been living for they have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years so that's that's pretty cool absolutely yeah. and they have a common um, enemy yeah. if you think about it though because you know, the enemy on my enemy is my friend. Absolutely. So, so therefore, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you have this confrontation between Claire, and I know that he killed that Mark killed her brother. We're gonna get to right. that a little later, but right, right, right. But we'll go into that a little later. Um, but right. anyways, I, I really, <laughs> I really liked episode eight. Also, too, with the training exercise that they were doing, I'm like, is she gonna rip somebody? Is is she gonna rip someone's arm off? my gosh i have so many notes i'm sorry okay so yes um i was excited about that when i saw ellie um attend naomi's uh self-defense class and i'm thinking okay because at first you know i'm watching it i'm like okay and then i realized oh shit, ellie's a vampire like she has all this strength so what's gonna happen when she has to tackle this huge guy that they're using and Tell them what happens. What 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 Ellie ends up Okay, doing. <laughs> first my initial thought was this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, right. this is a bad idea. And I'm surprised right. Mark went along with it. I'm like, you trust yeah, your daughter. Right. I was like I was like, okay, so Mark trusts his daughter more than I trust her. Okay. Yep. So the guys over there, they're doing the um the whole entire thing where you're trying to flip someone over yep. in self-defense class and stuff like that. So when it gets down to Ellie's turn, what happens is this. She she's holding back right. her strength so the way she right. doesn't hurt him. And right. also too not to alert anybody to see that she's actually different from everybody. Okay. But but yeah, and then she's holding her strength back. And then you know, she winds <laughs> up and she goes, "Look, I know you can hit harder than them. Like, girl, you do not want her to hit." Him. <laughs> I'm thinking that, that that hand situation with the little bully when she just barely just, I mean, just touched him and his hand was disfigured. So I'm thinking too, oh my gosh, what is she going to do to this guy? And on top of that, how are we going to explain that to Naomi? Is this where Naomi's going to find something out about Ellie? But 
you know, it, it went all right. You know, Ellie flipped this big dude over. And I remember <laughs> Naomi's like, where did you learn how to do that? My goodness, good job. So happy that he left out of there in one piece and his hands weren't crinkled. But I, I thought that too, John. I thought this is going to just expose, you know, her even more to Naomi. Right. And I'm like, girl, you do not tell her to drop. Right. I was like, do, do not do that. You're, right. you're asking for trouble. Right. So I'm Absolutely. Like, then when I saw, and then she goes, how do, how did you do that? And then she's so innocent about it. She goes, I don't know. So right. I like how she drops the innocent, does the innocent thing to where it's like not even questionable anymore. She's this young lady, yeah. she's great. I mean, to, to play a role like this where she has to be childlike, but then she has to be 22 years old, a mature adult. I love how she was able to balance that out. She she did just a great job at portraying Ellie as, as, as a kid when she's with Isaiah or she's with adults. And then when she's with her dad, she's mature. It's, you know, because obviously he knows. And that's another thing, you know, um, back to the date really quick, guys. So Ellie's really excited about this date for her dad, because remember, she wants normalcy. She loves Naomi. And she loves the fact that, you know, her dad is taking Naomi out. She is concerned with her dad not using Naomi. Like she doesn't even want her dad to, to get any information from Naomi, you know? So that's the child in her at times, not realizing in reality, he needs to get as much information as he can because he still has to protect your situation. Like I said before in other shows, no one's going to accept her being who she is. But the kids are very excited. It's awesome to see that they had a good date. Things went well. Um, and then things start to get a little crazy. Things start to ramp up a little bit because we have Mark who has now figured out uh, the, the lead that Naomi has, which is Claire, and he's going out to back to Staten Island or his Long Island to go back and visit that household again, that mansion. And at this same time, uh, before he does this, he and Ellie get into this huge argument and he says the most horrible thing to her because she's fighting with him over the fact that he's like, yeah, you know, I like Naomi, but I do need information. And she doesn't want her dad to use her. So what do you think about that that argument that they had and what he said to Ellie? Like, it was hardcore. Gosh, I was crushing. Right? right. I'm like, um, matter of fact, I was like, nice parenting skills, dumbass. But, right. you know, um, but this is what he winds up telling you. After you're cured, we're going to never, we're, we can never see them again. And then, and then she's like, and then she's like, no, you're not going to take me away from them or anything. Right. I, and I love I, Isaiah and I love Naomi. We're not right. going to go. And then that's whenever he said, look, we are going. Right. There's, she's not your fucking mother or right. anything. And then that's whenever they get into that whole entire spill. Right. And then, of course, you're, you're going to pack your things up and then I have somewhere to go real quick. Then we're leaving. Right. She goes, well, after things settle down a little bit, that's when she's like, well, can I at least say goodbye to Isaiah then? Right. And on top of that, he finds out that she she tells him, I love Isaiah and he mm -hmm. loves me and he he would he will accept, accept me any way that I am. And he's like, did you tell Isaiah? And she has to admit, yes, she told Isaiah. She told Isaiah that who she was, uh, that she was a vampire. And that did not go over well because Mark has 
done everything he could do and can do to protect his daughter and even her mother giving her life to keep her daughter alive so they can find a cure. So, you know, he feels like, you know, he felt backstabbed by, by um, Ellie because that's not something she should have done. So they have this big blowout. He leaves to go for one of his walks and uh, his walk is actually going out. He's heading out to go follow up on that lead because remember, he went to that mansion when Ellie was first bitten and they knew nothing of what happened. And that's when, uh, when he went there, they were having a funeral for Peter because remember at that time, Claire thought Peter was dead as well because the dad, right. you know, had her think that. So back at the house, um, well, you can tell what, what goes on from there because obviously it didn't go great no. and, and, and Mark didn't reach the mansion. Well, another thing though, too, before, and things like that. Whenever the de- whenever he came back from his date, there was someone that actually was trying to right. kidnap True. Uh, Isaiah because right. of the fact that the mother harassed them. Right. The people at the mansion. And it was just people that, matter of fact, is who Mark is looking for. Right. And so when Mark comes in, he finds Isaiah out in the hallway. Right. And like, Very hey, true. kid, what's, what's going on? He's like... My um, he's like, look, there was a man out over here, and he was questioning me about my mom and everything, and I don't know who he is. He said there's a leak upstairs, right. so he goes into the apartment, looks around, nothing's there. He's actually outside the window. The guy is, and yes, then as he, and yes, then after that happens, that's when we wind up seeing uh, Ellie and them go to um the self defense class. After that, right, right Very after that. True. Very true. And, and yeah. Go ahead, babe. Go ahead. So, okay. So after that <laughs> winds up happening, then we get into this whole entire deal where you actually have Mark wanting to go out on another walk. Right. And then then that's whenever we wind up seeing this whole entire thing connect where you have the character that was trying to break into the apartment. And then you yeah. also have Mark meeting him for the very first time. Right. And yeah, that character is, is Matthew, guys. That's Matthew. That's the guy that works with Claire that showed up, like John's talking about, that showed up because, you know, they, they want to either eliminate Naomi or, you know, he's there to do something because she, she's gotten too close to finding out what's going on, okay? And I what I love about that scene is I love how Isaiah looks at Matthew when Matthew approaches and this is a kid whose mother is a freaking detective. So he, he's got a little bit of that in him. And I love that stare down. He kind of cocks his head, head over to the side and kind of looks at him. And Matthew talks to him and is telling him, you know, I, I, there's a leak and I need to get into your place. I'm with the water company. Isaiah's not stupid. So Isaiah's like, my mother's a police officer. And Matthew's like, that's not what I asked you. And then we have Mark come into to, uh, come into that scene and go and check the apartment. And Matthew's out on the you know the fire escape and hanging out outside the window. But that scene alone with with Isaiah, I love that because I love that Isaiah knew at that point something's not right with him because his mother's a freaking detective. He's not stupid, right. you know what I mean. So, anyways, I just wanted to talk about that scene because I love that scene with Isaiah. That was a good scene, though, too, yes. especially whenever yes. Isaiah has a little bit of that detective skills, though, too. Right. Though whenever he's being BS around, so there was no way that he was going to actually kidnap him. Absolutely. And so, therefore, they have to try and do that again in episode nine to try and right. 
take him. But I like when Isaiah and them are sitting down in the bathtub, near the bathtub. Right. And say, so look, your dad probably didn't <laughs> even mean it or anything. Parents don't mean what they say sometimes. Yes. And I liked how mature Isaiah was to her. Because any other kid that around that age would have said, oh, yeah, your parents can go suck it or whatever. Right, I, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Stuff like that. So, you know, I, I really liked how mature Isaiah was and how comforting he was to her to make her realize, okay, maybe I should go in and check that voicemail out that yeah. my father had left me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, of course, Mark, you know, he's he's a good dad. You know, he's a good man. And he leaves a message uh, calls uh, Ellie's phone. Of course, Ellie doesn't answer because she's pissed at her dad. And then he leaves a message, you know, explaining to her, listen, I love you. You know, um, I didn't mean to say the things that I said. And, um, you know, um, forgive me, basically. So I'm, I am happy that Isaiah talked to her maturely to let her know, you know, your dad loves you. He's a good guy. And, and you know, parents just get upset sometimes. So that was really awesome that they, they that little scene that happened. But while that scene's happening, we have Mark, who has now been um, tracked by Matthew at that um, industrial complex. Um, and, you know, at the end of that, that episode, we see that... Um, um, at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Matthew hits um, Mark on the back of the head with something. Anyway, Mark is knocked out, and Matthew has kidnapped him and is going to torture him because he needs to find out what is it about he thinks that the, that their business is under attack that's what he thinks so he's trying to figure out who who is this person that that i keep seeing around town and every time i already know he had something to do with my 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 um friend's disappearance uh rogan or whatever the hell the guy's name was that showed up at the restaurant so um matthew finally has um he has Mark and uh, he's going to torture Mark if, if Mark lies about anything that he's asking. And as that's going on, we have him sending someone to Mark's house to go get or check out the situation, go get the kid, whatever. So what did you think about um, the kids um, hearing someone at the door thinking that it's, it's Mark and, you know, Ellie sees that it's not my dad and they go hide under the bed. What did you think about that part? I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure if she was going to go on ahead and kill him right away. Yeah. But then okay. I'm like, well, if she kills him right away, she can't find out where her dad is. Right. So therefore, Definitely. she needs him alive. So she was very forceful when it came down to not trying to kill him for blood or anything, but try to keep him alive so the way she can locate her dad. Yes. So that was very smart on her part. It was also very smart on her part to say, hey, look, Isaiah, something's not something's up. Yes. So just wait here. Yeah. Even though she, said, she believed yes. that, even though she believed it was Mark, at the same time though she was kind of hesitant. Right. If it was just yep. Mark, they would have both um, went out there. Because of the fact that maybe the way that the door uh, opened or something like that that doesn't indicate that it was Mark. 
But and then because they go, she gave a peek. She kind of gave a peek when she thought it was her dad. Isaiah stayed there, like mm -hmm. John said, and she gives a peek and sees that. So at this point, you know, Isaiah's never been in this situation. Even though his mom is a is a is a detective, he's never been in a situation like this. So excuse me, she puts him in the bed and uh, under the bed, and they lay there. And the guy comes in the room, he sits on a bed, and she hears him on the phone talking about uh basically having her dad. So she can hear a little bit of what the person's saying on the other end of the phone. But um he lets, you know, Matthew know, you know, uh there's no one here. Um, I, I think the, the, the people have got away, whatever, but everything's clear here. The guy gets up to leave the room and, and, and as I hoped he would do, cause I'm like, don't tell me you're not going to look under the bed. Please don't. But I think he, he was, know, but then the stupid phone goes off. Right. And then, and then he was leaving the room and I'm thinking he's going to leave the room and just leave the room. And then he leaves and stops. And then, you know, okay please tell me he knows well let me check under the bed and then what do you know he sees isaiah and um and not and not ellie we don't see ellie we just see isaiah and when you see ellie ellie is on this guy's back takes him down that was just brilliant and awesome um and uh uses that freaking what was that that mask with the like a gas mask yes the of... gas mask knocks him out and, you know, Isaiah knowing that she's a vampire, what are you thinking that Isaiah's thinking at that time? <laughs> like, first of all, I, he knew she was a vampire, but she didn't, he didn't know her limits either. But I think what freaked him out wasn't the fact that she was a vampire at all. But I think it was the whole fact that, number one, she used a gas mask on him to gas him. Then you see a syringe, and then you see that thing that they use <laughs> to put the blood in. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Then, of course... <laughs> You see the uh, see the knife though too. Right. So because Isaiah is also asking her too, are you a killer? No, I've never done anything like that before. Right. What about this? This is a knife. Yeah, exactly. What, what are you so, going to do with that? Right. So, you know, I understand um, Isaiah being kind of hesitant after that. Yes. But then after the, you find out that Isaiah still loves her no matter what she is or does. So right. I'm like, okay. So you actually right. have someone that's loyal to you, girl. Okay, I like this. Right. So. Right. And I'm and I'm happy because I'm like you know thinking we know what that bag's for. We know what what, what she mm -hmm. can do. But please don't don't I know don't do that in front of Isaiah because I don't want yeah. him to see her, you know, in that that's form me. and do what she what what she would do. So luckily she tells Isaiah, you need to go home. Go home. Isaiah's like, you're not going to kill him. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Just go home. I'll talk to you later. So, you know, Isaiah leaves. And remember, they have 20 minutes before the guy wakes up. And the guy wakes up, and you see Ellie sitting there <laughs> with the gun, which was great. And this guy, this this guy, which is a big man, is, is like, how the hell did she take me down? You know, like, she's got him tied up. He's in a corner, and he's thinking... You're just a child. You don't want to do this. Stop pointing that gun at me. And she sits there and lets him know, oh, no, you know, like, I'm not your typical. You're going to tell me where my dad is. Not only are you going to tell me that, you're going to take me to where my dad is. And if you don't, you know, like she told him when they were in the car, um, I don't need this gun to take care of you. You know, like that was my favorite line that she does. That, you know, <laughs> and I, I just love that scene. I love how how she was. I loved how um, professional she was with the gun. I loved how serious she was. Like because remember, 
this is actually a 22 year old girl okay young woman at that okay so um i i love that scene and i love the scene of her and him in the car she's in the back seat and he's still like still not this child took you down dude like what's up and he's still trying to tell her like i don't i don't like this gun being pointed at my head like you could you could literally you know kill me right now and he's trying to talk her down i love what she says to him as she's in the back seat and when he notices her eyes glow right so another thing that she does though too that i liked in the apartment part was just kid you're not a killer i know a killer's when i see one right. you probably don't even know how to use a gun all of a sudden you hear just, yeah, I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of TV. I love that. <laughs> and then, like, Hi, Jojo. Just a second. Hello, Jojo. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. I really appreciate it, girl. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, hey, Jojo. It's always good to actually see you over here, too, as well. So <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, but, okay, so another thing that he, he, like you said, he's talking her down. And he goes, look, well, you know, you're not, what happens if your fingers slip or anything? And all right. of a sudden she winds up doing this one thing where she winds up taking her hand and wrapping it around her around his neck and then jerking <laughs> his neck up because if i if, i don't need the gun if i don't need it right I can kill you right here Absolutely. and then like you said the the then after that you see the eyes well he goes what the fuck is up with your eyes and she oh, that's my, right go ahead babe that's I'm gangster sorry. that's thanks that's gangster right there though that's absolute <laughs> <laughs> and and the way she just sits back, the eyes are glowing, and he's he's just stripping because she just put him in a headlock as he's driving and lets him know, like, I don't need this gun, you know? And and then she just sits back, the eyes glow, and that was just an awesome scene because that was gangster, absolutely. So take us take us from there, John. So after that winds up happening, you know, you see the scene where basically Mark is still being tortured. Yes. And that same time, she's coming up to the house, and of course, he's, she's got the guy putting in the code to the. Uh, and unfortunate thing <laughs> is that, because my whole entire thing is this: I thought that this was going to be in the mansion underneath the in the basement area right, somewhere, yes, and right. like a wine in the, uh, in like a wine cellar or something like that. Yeah. But then again, I remember the lab being there, so there wouldn't be a fit for them to do that. Right. But at that time, I'm like, okay, that'd be so '90s or stuff like that <laughs> if they did stuff like that. Right. So the fact that they put him out there where it was like just a port, yeah. um, you know, basically just your average um, warehouses, warehouses and stuff yeah. like that out yeah. on out in the ocean, right? And they're torturing Mark, and so she got this big the guy, and she's le and the guy's leading her in there, and then at that time Mark is actually being tortured with the electric um, uh. with, with electricity. Underneath his feet because they already ripped off his fingernails. Yes. So then she's like, "Well, you need to put that gun down, sweetie, so that way uh, you don't, so we don't hurt your dad." Right. So next thing you know, it she goes on ahead, attacks, attacks mm. them. But here's the thing, though, you're expecting to see the outcome of what Ellie can do. Right. But I like how subtle this is, though, Rossi, yes. because of the fact that yeah, you see these sound effects going on. Yes. within the background itself you already know she's going ham on them absolutely then you see the then all of a sudden you hear the sound of the head drop being ripped up ripped open yes off the guy's shoulders and then all of a yes. sudden hit, hitting the floor i'm like okay someone's head just rolled on the floor okay right. i got that and the way the camera angles were on this it was perfect 
to the point where you don't need to show an ex- exposition of what she did because no, you, you can actually you hear it. You you, right. you know it, and you've seen her at this point. You've seen her climb, you know, huge buildings. You've seen her, you know, hold her dad up by his throat when she was upset. You know, you know what she's capable of doing. And at the same time, remember, um, as Mark's being tortured before they get there, he's in and out of consciousness. So when he's out, that priest shows up in his mind. And at that point, that's when the priest had that conversation, guys, with Mark about um, needing to save his own soul and let Ellie fend for herself and see her as a monster. And I love the fact that as Ellie is going on a freaking attack, the way Mark looks at her, because he's laid over in a chair at that point, and she's going ham on these guys. And the way he looks at her is, is it's an amazement, fear, um, scared for, for them, scared for, for her, for him. Because remember, he's never seen her in her true form. He's never seen her like that because he doesn't allow her to kill. And that's one thing that, you know, um, what I like about the show is they don't, uh, they don't show her doing that throughout this whole, you know, series. You don't see that up until this point. And you don't see her doing it, guys. You see the after effects, like John said. You hear what's going on. But when she shows up to pick her dad up out of the chair after she's killed them all, she's just blood all over. And him looking at her saying, did they hurt you? What happened? And she's just looking at him like, no, that's their blood, not mine. And he just has this look of, yeah, like he has to see her for her being a monster and that she did this, but yet helped him. So I, I, I thought that scene was just, it was just a really good scene. It really it was. was. He's never I, seen her behave like that, you know? No, because he's also praying. Uh, I want to say he's in, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Latin or Somewhere yes, around that. Right, right. He's praying in Latin because he's scared to death for his own life, like you said, and her, yes. her life, and, and also the lives of the people that she's going to be tearing apart. Right. But then <laughs> you, then after that, you see Cleric roll up in there. Yes. Because of the fact that, you know, the, men, the mercenary people say, hey, look, we have them. You need to come on down. And then, you know, of course, she's, they're still trying to piece this thing together, her and her brother. Right. Well, why are, why is this guy hanging on to this person? Why won't yes. they give him give her up? Yes. And then I think Claire figures out that that's his daughter because there's no indication of how she figured it out. Right. None. None. And before that, but before that, we do have to discuss this. As this is all going down, Claire is at home because Peter, freaking Peter, that that thinks that this this new experimental person that they're experimenting on is his friend now and like john says it's part of him he owns that person well chris ends up uh peter ends up trying to help chris get out because he ends up waking up in the middle of the end of the night and hears chris yelling help me help me and you know peter's really sensitive and he just he, he wants to help the, the guy out and get him out of there and so chris ends up turning on peter knocks him out and goes after Claire. Claire goes in a room, shuts the door, or some room, shuts the door, and freaking Chris puts his hands through the wall and grabs her. Thankfully, Peter wakes up in time to get rid of, you know, him, basically, a part of him. 
um, gets rid of him and saves Claire. At that point, guys, Claire is like, I am done. You went against me. You didn't listen to me. I'm doing all this for you. I've given up my freaking life and you betray me for some person. She was so upset. So when Matthew shows up and lets Claire know, you know, hey, like, first of all, what happened here? And Claire explains, you know, what happened with the Chris and the Peter and that she's out of there. She's like, I'm done. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm going back to my regular life. I still have a freaking job. And then he lays it on her and says, wait a minute, you need to come with me. I found another vampire. And that's when things change for her. And then we're heading over to the warehouse where Ellie and, and um, her dad is and tell what happens when Matthew then enters the warehouse. Matthew enters the warehouse. And at that point, you actually have the daughter, Ellie, trying to get Mar the Mark untied from the chair because she's using a right. scalpel to remove right. these restraints. And then that's when Matthew winds up telling her, look, honey, if you won't need, yeah. if you, you and your father need to uh, live, you need to do what I tell you to do. And Mark is over there going, don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. And then she, she slowly looks at him. Yes. And then at that point, you know, He's shooting up at the ceiling because Ellie winds up jumping up at the ceiling and everything. But then right. after that happens, uh, Mark actually gets untied and then he winds up shooting um, Claire's brother in the head. Oh, Claire's, then, Claire's boyfriend in Claire's the boyfriend. head. Okay, I, I yes. always thought that was a brother connection. For no, Matthew, reason, no yeah. Matthew is a... He, he's no, Matthew a, was, a, but okay. Yeah, Peter is the brother. Okay, Matthew so that was a boyfriend. Living henchman that helped the dad out that claire actually that makes ends sense. Up okay. liking or falling in love with at this point okay i got you yep okay but still a douchebag um but yeah no absolutely absolutely <laughs> but yeah he winds up shooting the boyfriend in the head and then that's when of course claire comes in and you know she winds up first i'm thinking that she might actually do a hit on these guys because yeah, she still has a bunch too. of mercenaries Right, because I'm like, okay, she's out for blood now. You just killed her boyfriend, but right. at the same time, though, it was her boyfriend who winded up telling her to put the drugs out on the street. Yes, so that's why she's in this predicament that she's in because right. of that. Yes. So it, even though she was going to lose the house, so it's like, okay, well, you killed my boyfriend. Okay, I wasn't, I didn't want to be with him anyways. I was going to probably break up with him by the time I left, uh, left the house. I, I don't know. I I've, I I don't know. Felt like. I felt I just, like, because remember, they've already slept together by this point, you know, Claire and Matthew. And I felt like they were getting closer. She was still trying to have that shield up. But I do feel like she appreciated Matthew and that she was falling in love with Matthew. And when she saw that he was dead, you know, you can see she was hurt, um, um, devastated by the fact that he was gone because, I mean, that's who she had to help her brother and he's gone now and you then see uh claire holds it together really well remember this is a scientist so you're not gonna you know she's not gonna really lose herself too much okay um she's very in control of herself and her emotions okay and that's why she didn't want to fall in love with matthew or like him because she's very much in control of business and you know whatever but anyways so as she leaves out she's looking you know through the fence and she sees this guy who is mark 
got a, a, a somebody in a bag because remember, uh, like um, John says, you know, um, Matthew was shooting the ceiling so that the light will come through the, to kind of control Ellie. And um, he wraps, uh, uh, Mark wraps Ellie up in this bag, you know, puts her in a trunk so that, you know, obviously it's light out. And Claire is afar looking at, at them and obviously ends up, you know, finding out where they're at. But before that happens, you know, Naomi has a new partner, uh, a woman that is uh, at the police station waiting for Naomi because she um, is with Interpol and she's investigating murders, two murders that happened up in Canada. They both happen to be sex offenders. Um, and remember, this is Mark's work from early on um, when Ellie first got bit. Because if you remember in episode six or seven, we see um, they show how Mark first got started and he wanted to only hurt him, uh, sex offenders. So that's who he would, you know, help, you know, feed to Ellie basically. So now we have this new person, her name is Rebecca or something that's entering the scene to help um, Naomi with their case because they both have information that they both uh, need and the fingerprints matched what Naomi had. And we don't know whose fingerprints that is now, but I wanna just you know, tell you guys that before I let John wrap up the end of this episode nine. Okay, so the detectives working together, I thought, okay, this is not good for Mark. Right. This, that's what my first instinct. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then at the same time, this is going on. Mark is wanting to leave because of all the shit that went down. Yes. And he was about to pack his bags up and everything. And he and also they made just got phone the phone. Calls. Yes, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Please talk yeah, about yeah. that. No, no. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get to that. Uh, but yeah, he makes a phone call talking to her it's like look i'm gonna be gone to mexico because i have some family that's been that's sick so when are you gonna come back dude you all you had to say was we don't know exactly when we're gonna be back or anything like that yeah. because of the sickness within my family so i don't know yeah you don't even know how to lie right thank you thank you i was Red thinking flags. that too what why would you say we're never coming back the woman is working on a case to possibly put your ass in prison. And, and you say, we're never coming back. That's not odd and strange when she's investigating someone that she finds out is moving all over the place. I, I was feeling the same way. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, no, I was like, this was me holding my phone because I was watching him in the room. <laughs> like, You are such a damn dumbass. Thank you. You are the not, the, you're the most stupidest serial killer and Thank all you. serial killers. Gosh. I, I, was, I was like, at least Dexter got nine seasons before he got caught. Thank so, you. Man. So, but, so anyways, that's me ranting on Mark for a little bit. But then you wind <laughs> up having this one thing uh, where Claire comes up to the door. Yeah. He goes, I heard you've been looking for me. And then, of course, she winds up telling her brother, Peter, hey, look. Whatever happens, you need to refrain from whatever you're going to do because I'm the need, I need to talk to him. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, are you, and this makes me a little bit scared for them. Yeah. Because of the fact that you killed her boyfriend. Yes. So even if you do experimentation on the daughter like you want, is this going to, is she going to jeopardize her, the daughter 
Right. The point where she kills her daughter to save her brother, or is right. it going to be where she's just going to use her, use the daughter to kill her right. and say, "Oh, look, I'm sorry, she wasn't a match. My bad," and keep her uh, pinhead brother around. So that's another thought. Those questions were in my head. I'm like, why would you trust this woman after what you did to her boyfriend, even though you don't know that's her boyfriend right. and stuff? Definitely. So it's like, okay, so. I don't know. I just didn't really feel like that. I just don't know. That scene just didn't really do much for me. Like I, I wanted. To. I was excited when I when she shows up. I was like mouth dropped. Like oh my gosh! And remember, you know, Ellie and him are really excited because he did tell Ellie, Ellie earlier. I, I found her. Like I found who we've been looking for that could possibly give us the cure. But that, that's before, she, that, but that's before he put a bullet inside the that's boyfriend's head. Absolutely, way before. So, <laughs> so her showing up at the end of the episode at the front door, and she's kind of just, she's kind of looking at him and says, "You know, I hear you've been looking for me." I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay. Hopefully, she doesn't kill the girl because they all need each other, you know, but. You just killed her man. So are they going to, are you going to be able to trust? Because this has to happen. But how is that going to end for Ellie? How is it going to end for Mark? You know, you like you said, you can't trust her because she's, as much as she ha- holds it together, she's not too happy with you guys. You are your daughter. So I, I'm, and, and I, I will confess that um, I can help it, John. I, I finished it. Hey, it's okay. I, I didn't. didn't so, <laughs> but I, help it. I know I told you guys I wouldn't, like, but I did. But I'm no, sorry. I'm, no, it's okay. Hey, it's fine. I, <laughs> here's the thing: I've been sick, so I haven't been able to. For me to watch something like this, I don't. I don't need to be sick because okay. if I'm sick, I'm not. I, my energy is not going to be there to where it's going to be like background noise, and I don't right, want it to be right? like background noise. I have to watch this with an open ear to where I can watch what's going right. on Definitely. and that's like with anything like i remember someone saying well why don't you just watch it on your lunch break or something or oh. i said look i said i only get a 30 minute lunch break for yeah. stars and yeah. you cannot digest this pun intended you cannot digest this <laughs> show in a 30 minute time span even if you put it in your pocket and you're doing your job yes. you have shows like this you have to be glued in and dialed in or else you're going to be lost and I don't, I didn't want to be lost with this by just watching when I'm sick. So I just use like old movies to put me to sleep whenever. <laughs> but, I get that. But still, I understand why you watched the last episode and everything. And I understand. But me, I'm just saving that flavor because of things because I just oh don't want God. it to end. I'm just holding <laughs> on to that last little piece of steak, that medium rare steak I love. Yes. And like, I don't want to finish you. I know you're good. I don't want want it in, but yeah. All I have to say is, you know, bravo to you, Showtime, for, um, you know, whoever brought this to you to make it a series. Um, A great job so far. Um, I I love this series. I can't wait to, uh, we'll probably do it next week. We'll, John and I will get our schedules together because I have to have him sit with me for this last episode because, I mean, no one else can talk about this like we can together. So um, hopefully we'll bring this to you guys next week um, and wrap it up. I'm sure we will. 
Um, and all I have to say is that it's absolutely amazing. And um, I, I love it so far. And I can't wait for you all to check out uh, the final episode, episode 10. Uh, you can catch Let the Right One In uh, Sunday nights at 10 o'clock on uh, 10 p.m. on uh, Showtime, uh, wherever you stream Showtime. I happen to stream Showtime on Hulu. So um, please, everyone, watch the freaking show, the last episode. If you haven't seen it yet, watch the series. It's really good. Um, John, final thoughts on these la these episodes before we head into the last one next week? All I got to say is this show kept me on my toes the whole entire nine episodes and wondering how Peter was tied into everything, wondering how each character was involved in this cat and mouse game kind of thing of when are these characters going to collide and clash? Yes. And then when you, they do, all your answers are actually answered to the point where you actually feel feel fulfilled of watching a show. Versus having a bunch of subplots that never get solved. This is right. a show that actually has subplots that have meaning to subplots and getting solved within the the show uh, throughout the show. So that's something that's rare for a show to do because I, I, I love uh, different TV shows, but when they have several different plot, subplots going on and they don't solve one of them, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, so what was up with that? So we're just going to ignore that one. Yeah. So at least with this one, you have a cohesive subplot going along with the main plot line. So I definitely like it. Definitely. And the characters are great. Um, I love that you love the characters. You you get involved with the characters. You care for the characters, you know. And I really love that about uh, this series. And they just they did justice to um, the movie, if not better, you know, than the Most movie. Definitely. Anyways, movie lovers, we love you so much. Thank you for joining uh, Rossi Talks, movie, uh, movies, TV, everything in between. For short, Rossi Talks. Uh, you can catch John D. Gregorio with Movie Lovers Unite. We also have Alex Haynes for A-Town Alex. Go and check him out. He's great. And until uh, tomorrow night, we'll see you then. Uh, be good to each other. Have a great week, guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.